Welcome to Retina in Focus, a VRC podcast. Stay ahead of your eye health with insights from the nation's leading doctors in retina and macula care. For more information, visit vrcny.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, and welcome to Retina in Focus, a VRC podcast. I'm Dr. Jonathan Jonash, and I have my colleague, Dr. David Poon here, and we're both full-time vitro-retinal surgeons here at Vitro-Retinal Consultants of New York. And today we're going to be talking about dry macular degeneration and geographic atrophy specifically. So Dave, we have a lot of patients that come in for macular degeneration, both wet macular degeneration. How would you describe what macular degeneration is to our patients? Yeah, well, I tell my patients with macular degeneration, it's an age-related disease where over time, as you get older, the retina, which is normally this thick, becomes thinner over time. And that thinning over time causes vision loss, but usually slowly, but there are different degrees of how much vision you lose over time. And that's basically what dry macular degeneration is. It's differentiated from wet macular degeneration in that in addition to thinning with wet macular degeneration, you can get blood vessels that grow from underneath, invade into the areas that are thinned, and that leads to complications in itself. That's what wet macular degeneration is. But our focus today is going to be for dry macular degeneration, which is thinning in the retina. So our patients are always concerned about the risks of developing macular degeneration. What would you describe as some of the risks for development of macular degeneration? So the biggest risk, first and foremost, is age, age, and age. That's the biggest risk factor. Anyone over the age of 50 is at risk for developing macular degeneration. Other risk factors include a family history of macular degeneration. We oftentimes, new patient comes in, we always want to delve into the family history. If you have a mother or father or a family member affected by macular degeneration, that's another potential risk factor. And then the other biggest factor is smoking. Smoking has definitely been shown to increase the risk of developing macular degeneration. Yeah, the genetics of macular degeneration are interesting. We're learning more and more about it each day. There are a number of genes that have been implicated almost by the year. There's more and more, and and that gets into some of the therapies that are trying to be uh, developed and hopefully coming in the future. The other thing our patients always want to know is how do they prevent themselves from developing macular degeneration? Yeah, well, age is the biggest risk factor, and obviously we don't have a fount of youth for solving that option. So family history is definitely a big component, but it's one of those things where if it happens, it happens, but age is the biggest risk factor, and there's nothing you can do to prevent it. However, having said that, once you do have macular degeneration, there are certain therapies that we can pursue. Uh, specifically, you know, there are eye vitamins that people can take, the ARIDS-2 formulation that can be helpful with people with macular degeneration. So tell me a little bit about these vitamins. I know there's a lot of vitamins being recommended. Tell us about the history. What are ARIDS? Because they're not the typical vitamins in the sense that what's different about these vitamins, they've actually been studied extensively mm-hmm. by the National Institutes of Health, government-sponsored research over 10 years, which really make them unique in medicine. Absolutely. And they are high-dose eye vitamins. So it is different from your standard multivitamin that a lot of people take on a daily basis. You know, specifically, it contains vitamin C, vitamin E, lutein, zeaxanthine, zinc, and cupric oxide. So it's a really specific formulation that's been well documented, as John mentioned, well studied to decrease the progression of macular degeneration. So just to be clear, the ARADS formulation have not been shown to decrease your chance of developing macular degeneration if you don't have it. 
It also hasn't really been shown to change the impact of patients with mild macular degeneration, mm -hmm. but it's really patients with intermediate dry macular degeneration mm -hmm. and advanced forms of macular degeneration. For those patients, the ARADS vitamins have been shown to reduce the risk of future vision loss or advanced vision loss. So we don't routinely recommend ARADS vitamins to patients with very early macular degeneration or patients without macular degeneration that are looking to prevent it. People ask about dietary changes. The data is not as rich in terms of dietary changes, but in general, a diet rich in green leafy vegetables, omega-3s, whether you get them from fish such as tuna, salmon, mackerel, or you take an omega-3 supplement, those have been associated with some decreased incidence of macular degeneration, but overall, we feel comfortable advising those because they're also associated with good cardiovascular health. Absolutely. Circling back into who we would recommend vitamins to uh, patients, it's patients specifically with an intermediate stage of macular degeneration. Again, it's not going to prevent macular degeneration, but it's been shown for people with intermediate stage dry macular degeneration, it decreases the chance those patients converting to the wet form of macular degeneration by about 25%. So it's a really specific population in whom these vitamins are useful for. So getting into geographic atrophy, kind of talk through what is geographic atrophy on the spectrum of dry macular degeneration and anatomically kind of what is it? Absolutely. So there are three different stages of dry age-related macular degeneration. There's the early stage, intermediate stage, and then the advanced stage. It's patients with advanced stage, or those are patients with geographic atrophy. Specifically, geographic atrophy is extreme thinning of the retina. And delving a little into the anatomy, it's specifically thinning within the outer retina as well as a tissue underlying the outer retina called the RPD, the retinal pigment epithelium. And it's in those patients where these are the patients that experience substantial vision loss. Yeah, so at home, the patient can't really know that they have this. They may have some visual symptoms, although the geographic atrophy, meaning the thinning, patients may not exhibit any visual changes when it's kind of outside of the center of the retina. And during our examination and some of our imaging is when we can detect some areas of thinning. What kind of imaging do you do to detect geographic atrophy? First and foremost, you can actually see it on exam when we take a look under an ophthalmoscope. Secondly, we have other imaging techniques called OCT, which is basically taking cross-sectional pictures, and in those pictures you can observe thinning in the retina. You know, John, you like to get autofluorescence, and that can actually show you the patchy outline of where the thinning is occurring. And just taking a regular color fundus photo is important in terms of seeing the progression of the geographic action. Yeah, so I think what's important for our patients to know is these are non-invasive imaging techniques that we get in our office as part of the routine visits for patients with uh, macular degeneration that could be obtained nearly instantly within seconds. Mm -hmm. There's no radiation and we could highlight the progression over multiple visits if there is any progression of the state of the macular degeneration and specifically that thinning area. So that's geographic atrophy. Is there any treatment for geographic atrophy? Ooh, that's a tough one. So uh, there's a lot of good research going into it right now. There are a lot of emerging therapies going into it, none of which have been FDA approved yet, but there are actually a lot of promising phase three trials that have been done. Specifically through a lot of research, it's been found that overactivation of the immune system, specifically the complement cascade, is a specific focus of therapies right now. 
Yeah, so I think we're at a very exciting time. I mean, in the history of mankind, there's never been a treatment for the dry matter of the generation, specifically the geographic atrophy, which is really the most vision-threatening complication of dry matter of the generation. And now we're kind of at the point where we have a number of companies that have reached the final stages of research with successful clinical trial data that we're currently waiting for FDA approval. By the time you're watching this <laughs> podcast, they may have been approved or not. And so, yeah, so the two leaders or the two earliest compounds involved inhibiting this part of our immune system called the complement cascade. And those have been shown to reduce the spread of the thinning. We haven't yet found any way to reverse the thinning, but earlier detection and perhaps these therapies could save thinning from occurring and getting closer to the center of the vision, which is when vision loss occurs. In addition, genetic gene therapies or genetic modifications of proteins that are lost that are known, there's a whole host of genetic mutations that cause geographic atrophy and targeting those genes is also another avenue that some of the companies are pursuing. I mean, that's kind of going to be more in the future, but those clinical trials are already underway. There are a number of what's called photomodulation, mm -hmm. uh, where they're trying to change the visual cycle metabolism, right. and those have shown some promising. So we're really, over the last 50 to 100 years, there really hasn't been major advancements in therapies. And now we're finally at the point where we have some realistic chances of having our patients being offered therapies, and they're being developed in all different delivery methods. Some are going to be injections in the eyes, similar to what we do with our web macular degeneration patients. Some may be a pill, some may be an injection in the skin, or what's mm -hmm. called subcutaneous. So it's an exciting time for geographic atrophy, and I think since we've been in this field, Absolutely. there's really yeah. been no advance. And so uh, <laughs> we're really excited. It's an area of extensive research, and we're hoping that within the next year or so, we're able to offer therapies to prevent patients from losing vision. And again, there are a lot of ongoing phase three trials. We're actually involved with a bunch of the trials as well. So if you're interested, if you're coming in, you know, always ask about the trials. There's a lot of promising uh, studies that are coming about. And um, just ask us about it, and we're a part of those trials. Thank you for joining us for Retina and Focus, a VRC podcast. I'm Dr. Jonas, Dr. Poom, we're signing off.